Welcome to another episode of the PCG Project Podcast. My name is Donnie, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave. Dave and I have been playing tabletop games for years now, and we created this podcast series to share our view on the games we play. That's right, Donnie. In order to summarize our thoughts, we have decided to break down each game into five standard categories that we think are important to discuss, which include setup, learning curve, game balance, replayability, overall theme, design, and cost. At the conclusion of each podcast, we will provide a ranking in each of the five categories Dave mentioned. Our rankings are broken down into three categories, thumbs up for good, shrug for okay, and thumbs down for bad. As you can tell, our ranking system is a very complicated creation. Hello and welcome to another month of the PCG Project podcast of Game Reviews. This season is season one, and as it has been going on, we are continuing our card games. This month, we are going to review the card game Munchkin. That is a Steve Jackson game uh, illustrated by John Kovalik. This game is three to six players, takes around one to two hours to play, and is for ages 10 and up. Now, this game is a pretty simple when it comes to decks here. We have a door cards and treasure cards, and each is labeled accordingly. The door cards have a door on it, and the treasure cards have a treasure chest with gold spilling out of it on the deck. Uh, To start up the game, you are going to draw four door cards and four treasure cards that will make up your hand. At that point, you can play any race or class cards you have that you can attach. You can attach one race and one class to start unless you have a half-breed or anything like that to modify that. To that, you have items. Those will have gold pieces on the bottom. You can attach those. There are some restrictions to those as well. I'll let Donnie explain that. But basically, to start up the game, that's all you really need to know. And then... From there, you kick down the door. You kick down the door, you you draw whatever card face up is at the top of the door deck. If that is a monster, you have to fight it right away. You use your level, which you start at one, and any items you have attached to try to beat the level of the monster. You can ask your fellow players to help. If they so choose, they can help you with it. Um, After that, if you're able to defeat the monster, you gain a level and whatever treasure that comes on the card. If you cannot, you can try to run away for a five or a six. That'll get you to run away, and sometimes it'll have bad stuff with it, but most of the time when you get away, you get away scot-free. If not, then you get bad stuff, and bad stuff is going to be written down on the monster card, so it differs depending on the monster, how tough it is, and everything like that. Besides that, let's say you kick down the door and you don't get a monster, you get to keep that card, or you have to play that card immediately. It could be a curse. That curse is then going to happen to you. Other than that, it's usually like an item or another race or something like that, where you can um, just add it to your hand and or play it onto your character. If you do end up with that way, you can then look for trouble, And that is playing a monster from your hand. You can 
battle that monster at that point. Usually it's a low level that you know you can beat. Or you can... Loot the room. Loot the room. Thank you, Donnie. He was looking around with a confused look on his face. Struggling for that one. You can loot the room, uh, which is just drawing another card. So that way you get two cards that turn, but that'll end your turn. You don't get to uh, gain any levels, which is how you win the game. That is pretty much the uh, main goal is to get to 10 levels. Once you get to level 10, you win. Obviously, your other players are going to try to prevent that. And I'll let Donnie explain further from there. Yeah, so uh, some other nuances of the rules. Um, As Dave mentioned, there's a lot of different item cards. So you can't just play unlimited items. Uh, For example, I'm looking at one that's the Mace of Sharpness, and that is one hand. So as you'd expect, you can have two hands down at play. Um, If there's any big cards, you can only have one big card unless your race or class card says otherwise. So I think the Dwarf is the one that has like unlimited big cards. But um, you can only have two hands. You can only have one armor. You only have like one helmet. So it's, it's pretty intuitive as to what you can put down. Other than that, just an example of like a bad stuff of a, of a monster. Mr. Bones is a level two, super easy to beat. But if you somehow lose to him, the bad stuff is you lose two levels. So you can go down levels. Uh, there's also cards that just automatically go up levels. There's cards that will add to a monster. I'm looking at one called Enraged, which adds plus five to a monster. So Dave might put down a level two that he can easily beat. And me and the other players might just want to screw him over and just pound up pluses to make the, the bad stuff happen to him or to force him to run away. <clears throat> um, the only other nuance, I don't know if you mentioned charity. So you can only have five cards in your hand. Like I mentioned, you can have cards down. So your classes, your races, your your hand and your armor, they can all go down. But you can only have five in your hand. If you can't play your cards and you have more than five, that's called charity. And you have to get rid of them. Either give them out, discard them. You go with the lowest uh, level player first. Yeah. So you want to give them a card to kind of get them more even. That's what the charity is all about. And then from there, if they don't want it or you have more cards to give out, you can give it to the next player and so on and so forth from there. Right. And there are some cards that let you fight, fight multiple monsters. Multiple people can help out. If you die, you're not out of the game. You just lose all your cards, but you keep your level, your race... And your class, I believe. So you keep some of your attributes, but you lose all of your armor and your hands, like your this, your um, swords and whatnot. So you lose a lot of stuff, but you still retain some. So you're not completely out of the game if you die. Yeah, but that is a huge detriment because those items, they're going to be giving you the most bonuses when it comes to defeating the monsters. And you lose your hand, which you could be holding a couple minus fives to a monster or something, some sort of a... Oh, I know there's a wandering monster card that could really help screw over whoever's in the lead because you attach a really uh, tough monster to it. So it, it is kind of devastating if you have a plan and then all of a sudden you get knocked out. And that could just be the bad stuff. Unlucky, um, looking for trouble. You find a monster that's way too powerful. It's bad stuff is death. You're not able to run away. Your whole game plan just got flipped, turned upside down. And the only other thing we didn't mention is a tie goes to the monster. So you lose if you tie unless you're a warrior. Or I don't know if any other classes say it, but some classes a win is a tie. But in general, you will lose if you tie a monster. Yeah, and as usual with our uh, reviews, this is the base game. I know uh, we've done that a lot in the past with like Flux and things like that. Munchkin has so many variants. I used to have Munchkin Bites. So that was werewolves, vampires, creatures of the night. 
sort of a theme deck. So it's it's pretty great. It has a theme to everybody's uh, different likes and interests. But this is the this is the main one, which is your standard like D and D style, like uh, random regular classes, RPG sort of uh, warrior elves, things like that. Yeah. So I say we get into the uh, the ratings here. So setup and learning curve. Uh, well, not the ratings, the, the discussion. Dave, what, what do you think about the setup and learning curve of this game? I think it's pretty good. It did take us a little while to explain it, a little bit longer than some of the other games, but considering how many different things can happen in a game, that was a pretty smooth, easy learning curve to kind of get through. I feel as though just with our little conversation there, Somebody could pick up this game and pretty much figure it out while playing, which is good. The instructions are long, so without that little discussion, it could be a little daunting. But I think the learning curve is not too bad. And set up, you got two decks. They're labeled. You put them down on the table. Not too bad. Yeah, it's probably been, I don't know, five, six years since I played this game. And we played it the other week. And it took me half the game to kind of remember the rules, but that's not too bad. I mean, after one playthrough, even being brand new to the game, you'll understand it. Uh, the, the rules, as Dave mentioned, some, some of the other games we reviewed is just one quick page. This is like a, a six-pager. It opens up into a big flap. So there's, there's a, a lot in there, but it's really not that difficult. So what do you think of the game balance? So game balance, I'll say this one is balanced in my opinion just because there's so many different classes and armor and hands and curses there there's there's a lot to it and since there's so many different options it's not just purely based on luck you can kind of skill your way through it i agree 100 percent. there's a lot of uh skill that goes into this it's pretty well balanced everyone has a fair shot at getting uh, certain getting items and everybody also has a fair shot of getting that super bad monster that uh can kill you in one turn so pretty well balanced there it's a lot of skill that's involved a lot of strategy a lot of planning so i mean if you're if you have a good strategy going in i guess you could get that tough monster but it's pretty pretty skill based yeah and one of the more uh interesting parts of this game is you can kind of lobby other players so you don't even have to have the best hand or the best character but if you make deals with people and kind of create mini alliances. That's what happened last game is me and, and our friend Ryan, not, not Dave, we kind of teamed up and we were helping each other beat monsters and get more items and get more treasures and level up. So we were advancing a little quicker. I think Dave might have won the game anyways, but uh, you, you can lobby other players to help. I did. As the lone wolf, I did win that game. <laughs> so next category is replayability. I'll let you kick that off. I think this is definitely replayable. And in the same night, it does say one to two hours. I think that would probably be more of like a six-player game rather than on the low end of the three. It is a minimum of three players. But I feel like that goes a little bit quicker. Our game, I would say maybe it took a half hour. but So maybe with the six players, it's, it's a lot longer with six because you'll have a little bit more competition and things like that. But it's definitely a replayable game. And, and you'll want to play it again because you want that next chance to... To take the to get the ten levels, yeah, I agree. And there's so many different classes and races, and you can kind of mix them up. So each time you play, you'll be a different character makeup, which makes it interesting. And you'll have different armors and different monsters, so it, it keeps it interesting throughout play. Absolutely, keeps it fresh. Yep. Uh, overall theme and design is next. I'll kick this off. Uh, similar to some other games that we've reviewed, 
this is funny. The cards are a little goofy. Um, the artwork's great. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, one of the, the monsters was Mr. Bones, and it's a little skeleton with a top hat and a cane kind of dancing. So it's 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 playful, and um, it's definitely appropriate for all ages. It kind of looks cartoonish and kiddish, but it's funny as well. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with that. It is, it's, it's pretty good. Just even, just the small part of just having the door on the back of the door cards and the treasure on the back of the treasure card just makes it so easy differentiate with with also being eye-catching it's not just that they're two different colors or something like that they have a little bit of a more design to it absolutely um, another funny card i was just looking at was called the duck of doom and it literally says you should know better than to pick up a duck in a dungeon lose two levels and it's just a picture of a duck so kind of goofy so you can kind of picture it in your head that it's it's funny and the last one is cost and as always we deeply dive into the internet before the podcast to ensure the cost is naturally so this is going to be in what we have is the big box so what's nice is like i said said earlier there's a lot of variations to this game and you can actually combine all of them together and play as though so like i said i had munchkin bites before so donnie could be a half elf warrior and I could be a vampire. The, uh, I forget what the, some of the classes were on that one. I don't have the game any longer, but I could be a vampire in that same game. You can combine them, make them work together. So with that said, it is a little bit bigger of a box. It doesn't have as many cards, but it is about $30 for um, that game, according to Amazon. Sweet. So now it's time to get into the ratings, as I had to try to jump in earlier. Um, so I'll let you do the first rating, which is Setup and Learning Curve. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. I think uh, for what this game is and how big the rules actually are, it is a pretty easy learning curve. And the setup, as I said earlier, it's two decks and they're easy to differentiate. I'll give it a thumbs up as well. Um, even though it took me like half the game or it might take a full game to learn, it's still learnable in one game. It's not like some others that take multiple playthroughs to really get it right. Uh, game balance. I'll give this one a thumbs up. I think that, you know, with the lobbying of the people around the table, plus all the different cards and different possibilities, it's it's fair and it's well balanced in my eyes. I gotta agree with you there. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. You can't really argue with the game balance of this one. Uh, replayability. I'll let you go first there. So. Uh, I was leaning toward shrug, but no, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up for me. It's, it's funny. I was in the same headspace where I'm almost in between shrug and, re and, and thumbs up. But I think I'm going to go with a thumbs up with my official vote just because, you know, it's not as easily to replay as some other games we've rated, but I still want to play it more than once. So I have to give it a thumbs up. Yeah, my, my lean towards was mostly because I could get... I can get real frustrated with this game because uh, mostly the betrayals and everything else from your fellow players. Sometimes you just want to flip the board, you know? Um, so after that, how about the uh, game design? Yeah. Theme and design's a thumbs up. It's, it's on par with every other good game we've reviewed. So gotta be a thumbs up. Yeah. That's a thumbs up for me. I, if, if you can't tell by now, we like the uh, nice cartoony uh, eye catching games. And the last is cost, which, Thumbs up. It's it's on par with other games. 
So I gotta give it a shrug, especially coming off of uh, last month with Super Fight. That was thirty dollars as well. This is thirty dollars. Super Fight had way more cards than this does, but I will give it to this because it has the, the more the graphic design a little bit more, so you're getting a little bit better quality, I'd say, of the cards itself. So I'll get I'm gonna keep it the same as uh, Super Fight. So I'm gonna go with the shrug. And one quick comment that's completely irrelevant, but if anyone's in our area, Waltham Mass, there's a brewery called Mighty Squirrel. I'm drinking their cloud candy, and it's delicious. Not a paid advertisement. I just absolutely love the beer, so go try it out. It's a double IPA. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the PCG Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our review and rankings. As always, you can find us on anchor.fm under PCG Podcast or anywhere you find your podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me at Defunkafu on Twitter, and you can find us both at PCG underscore project on Instagram. All episodes will be accompanied by a blog post on our website, pcgproject.com. Thank you for joining for this week's episode, and until next time, keep playing and game on.